Welcome to another episode of Sartori Stories. If you have a copy of the book we're reading on this episode, go get it and read along. It's greatly encouraged. Welcome to Sartori Stories, where host Frank Sartori takes you on a magical journey through beloved children's books. Get ready to immerse yourself in captivating tales that will ignite your imagination and inspire your heart. Painting is one of the most relaxing things in the world, and the best part is anybody can do it. On this episode, Frank reads you a story about a little paintbrush who dreams of becoming part of a famous work, but the other brushes tease him and lands himself in a peculiar situation. Join us as Frank reads The Little Paintbrush. Hello! It's great to see you. Welcome to Sartori Stories. I'm your host, Frank Sartori. Recently, I have gotten into painting. I have gotten into painting with acrylic paint on canvas and have made quite a few paintings for the last couple of months, I want to say. Painting really is a lot of fun, and anybody can do it. As a matter of fact, this week's story is about a paintbrush that wants to paint in a very famous painting by a famous painter. But there's a bit of an issue going on in this story, which you'll hear more about. Before we begin, I want to remind you that if you have a copy of this story, go grab it and follow along with us. Also, I want to point out an interesting fact about this week's story. This story was originally written in Norwegian, but it got translated into English. So this makes it an international story, if you will. Why don't we do what we did last week when we read A Bird's Best Friend? Why don't we start by taking a deep breath? Perfect, just like that. So without further ado, let's begin. The Little Paintbrush, written by Bjorn F. Warvik, illustrated by Thor Hansen, translated by Brandon Schultz. There once was a little paintbrush who was never used. He lived in a cabinet with large brushes and fine brushes. The others teased the little paintbrush because he had never painted anything. I was used to paint Madonna, said one of the bigger brushes. The painter always chooses me. He likes me best because I make such beautiful strokes. We were used to paint the sun, said two others. Look, we still have yellow in our hair, and you still have no paint on you. And look at me, I am so fine, said a fourth. I made girls on the bridge. The little paintbrush was upset when he heard them bragging and congratulated themselves. He longed to be used like the others, but the big brushes always stood in front of him like a forest, so when the painter opened the cabinet, he never caught sight of the little paintbrush. One night, the little paintbrush tried to sneak to the front of the shelf without the others noticing. Well, well, cried one of the big brushes. Look who's trying to sneak around. All the others turned. Stay in the back, little one, they said, and if you try that again, we'll throw you out of the cabinet. Later that night, when he thought the others were asleep, the little paintbrushes the little paintbrush tried again, but he was discovered. Stop there, cried one of the big brushes. We can see you. 
He did it again, shouted the fine brush. Out you go, they said, and began to push him toward the edge. Don't do it, cried the little paintbrush. I just want to paint a little. Can't I paint just a bit? A small dot or something? Ugh, cried the big brush. We do not want you here. You are totally useless. And then, and then they tipped him over the edge. The little paintbrush landed on the floor. He heard the others laughing above. Now you'll get it good, they shouted. The painter is going to step on you and break your back. The little paintbrush was scared and upset. He was not afraid of being stepped on. He was more afraid of mice, or they could not have and eat his hair. The paintbrush regretted that he had tried to sneak to the front of the cabinet. After all, it was quite safe in there with the others. Now he was all alone in the world. Then he heard a kind voice from off in the corner. Do not cry, little one, said the voice. I'll look after you. I will. The little paintbrush looked up. It was the old broom. He was big and dusty and stood incredibly tall. I have not painted anything, said the broom. I'm just used to sweep the floor, and I get lots of trash in my beard. That's how it is with me. The small brush rolled over to the broom. Even though the broom was a bit shabby, he was comforting to talk to. You must make sure to be used one day too, said the broom. It is good to be needed, you know. I don't think I will, sobbed the little paintbrush. I'm too small. That's what the others say. The little paintbrush was consoled and slept safely with the broom. But in the middle of the night, he was awakened by a mysterious sound. Something scraped and bumped along the other side of the wall. Mice, thought the little paintbrush. They've come to gnaw off my hair. But it was no mouse. It was a sinister thief. A pale face peered in through the window. Then the glass was broken. The little paintbrush peered cautiously out and saw two feet creeping across the floor. The thief stopped and looked around. Then he went to the paintings which rested against the wall. Here's a thief planning to steal a painting, whispered the little paintbrush. We must do something. We must wake the painter, whispered the broom. But how do we do it? The painter, named Edvard Munk, was in bed, and the door between the bedroom and the workshop was closed. There's no way, said the old broom. We can't get to Munk. Wait a minute, said the little paintbrush. I'm so thin. I think I can get in through the keyhole. Yes, said the broom, and if I lean up against the door, you can shimmy up my back to get to the hole. The little paintbrush wiggled up and just managed to squeeze through the keyhole. He rolled across the floor, over to the bed where the painter was sleeping. Monk's snores rumbled like thunder. The little paintbrush tickled the bobs of his feet. Stop it, Monk mumbled in his sleep. I'm sleeping. But the little paintbrush persisted. He tickled and tickled until Monk jumped out of bed. The painter heard sounds from the workshop and realized that there was someone there. Monk looked around. He had eaten a cheese sandwich the night before and the plate was still on the nightstand. He quickly grabbed the knife and fork, which were covered in ketchup, and crept toward the door. Monk quietly opened the door to the workshop. The thief was standing there with one of Monk's paintings in his hands. The painting was called The Yawn, and had just been completed. How dare you, cried Monk. Get away from that painting. The thief turned around. 
He screamed when he saw Edvard Moak waving his knife and fork at him. The thief ran to the window and leapt out. He ran like a madman through the garden with the painting under his arm. Edvard Munk just watched. Let him run, thought Munk. I wasn't really happy with the yawn anyway. It was too boring. Now I have a much better idea. I must paint right away, he cried. Where are my brushes? Just then the little paintbrush rolled up to him on the floor. What a lovely little paintbrush, Munk said. I have not seen it before. I will use it. The painter went straight to the easel and started a new painting. He painted all night, and when morning came, the painting was almost finished. Monk was pleased with the painting. It was something else, he said. Not a yawn, but a scream. I should surely call this painting the scream. The little paintbrush was tired and happy. He painted hair stood straight up, and he had just painted one color, or just a small dot. Now he had tried many colors, blue, white, red, green, and orange. Over in the cabinet, the other brushes were downright grumpy. Why should the little bristle pit paint get so much out of all sudden? They asked. Use one of us now, Edvard. But after that night, the old brushes were not used as often anymore, no matter how much they fussed and displayed themselves, for Edvard Bunk had a new favorite brush. The stolen painting was never recovered, but the screen became famous and is now hanging in a museum. Should you ever be lucky enough to see The Screen by Edvard Moog, note the fine brushstrokes. They were made by the little paintbrush. That little paintbrush definitely did get to help in making a famous painting. But of course, the other brushes were not very nice to him were they? Just because a paintbrush is small does not mean that it can make a beautiful artwork, a beautiful piece of art. All brushes deserve to be used to be painted, and they're all really good brushes. And just imagine what you can do with even the tiniest brush. You can make so many broad strokes and beautiful colors and just make a beautiful piece of art either give to someone or to hang up. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Sartori Stories, and I really hope you enjoyed this story as well. Join me next week where I will have once again another fun-filled classic story for you. Because let's face it, who doesn't love a good story? So until next time, I'd like to wish you all a happy reading, and we will see you then. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sartori Stories. If you like what you heard, go back and listen to some of our other episodes. We have some delightful stories for you to listen to. And be sure to give our podcast a follow. That way you get notified of new episodes. We release new episodes every week. And if you'd like to follow Frankie on social media, he has three platforms you can follow him on. He's on Instagram at fsartori94, and he's on TikTok at franksar94. You can also subscribe to him on YouTube at grapevi789productions. Sartori Stories is a co-production of Sartori Entertainment and Bingo Productions. This episode's story was The Little Paintbrush, written by Jorn Vorvig, illustrated by Thor Henson, originally published by Kaplan Dam AS. 
copyright 2011. English translation published by Skyhorse Publishing Incorporated, copyright 2014.